welcome back to Level Select. Don't know what that is? That's fine, because you are listening to a podcast examining video game levels. We look at its development history for neat tidbits, collect fun sound bites, and discuss the level in question, or in some cases, levels. So myself or a guest can pick the best level from its game, or it's an iconic in a good, bad, interesting way, or simply a, the level that highlights the game in an abridged sense. I'm your host, Rubber Beach. I said, quote unquote, abridged. So of course, I conjured PNB's biggest Dragon Ball GT Defender. So what's on our plate this episode, Dylan Tierney? All right, we are going to talk about the Baby Saga. Now, the Baby Saga <laughs> shows up right after the Black Star Dragon Ball Saga, in which Goku, Pan, and Trunks uh, uncover a plot by uh, the Tuffles, an ancient race that predates the Saiyans, and their diabolical Congress. Is this still Chad Goku, through. or is this grown up? Back to being this a grown-up Goku. Goku. This, is, this, is, this is Kid Goku. <sighs> GT, it's all Kid Goku. Super Saiyan 4 is just so powerful that he needs to have an adult body to contain all the power. Which, I, that's all I, I see. That out loud, like, of, 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 adult, really adult Goku and GT. It's just... It's so GT's bad. GT's 90% Kid Goku. It really is. This is bad. But, uh, you know who... You know what? We're talk, actually talking about Donut County. And you know who can make an actual Donut County with all the reality manipulation and... Giant holes and stuff. Ma- Give it up for Majin Buu. He has yeah. a penchant for sweets. He has a penchant for eating trash raccoons. You know, he can morph into anything. He can he- morph into anything he wants. Just kind of absorb whatever he is. A very pretty his, man. His yeah, existence. Yeah, very. Make pretty. a house full he can be out handsome. of flesh. Yeah. Exactly. He can. He can turn people into toilets and <laughs> and have comedic gag wipes where he, he like puts his toothpaste on his toothbrush after he shits. It's great. It's great. Dragon Ball is bad, but Donut County is not. So it was released in August 20th, 2018 by Ben um, Esposito. I'm sorry, what was I getting? Ben Esposito. Esposito. I'm going to shut this fucking show down. This is where the PNB divorce happens. I pronounced his name and I realized what that was. And it's like, I've never listened to this song before. I was like, okay, it's kind of catchy, but I got to get that clip. He's going to listen to this and then he's going to blacklist this whole (laughs) operation. Now, hey, man, it's a listener. One of, let's see, one, two, um, 20. We have hundreds. We have hundreds. <laughs> I've checked the analytics. We have hundreds. There are hundreds of us. Hundreds. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, but Donut County is, uh, what was it? It's it's kind of a reverse uh, Katamari Damashi, where instead of making a thing that grows bigger over time by sucking, th- like by sticking things to it, you're this moving hole that you make things fall into. And when things fall into it, the hole gets bigger. Yeah, it kind of has this like isometric, isometric paper craft pastel colored like looking type game about, about it like I, i'm not sure if like pastel colored might be the, the right um terminology to use for but like it's, it's all like fairly pale and light in its design right it's yeah like you said pastel oh god uh it's like pastel and just sort of yeah paper crafty it's it has this sort of i'd say cardboard-ish sort of style like it, it, it makes sense that all this like paper stuff you could easily mm-hmm. fit like throw into a hole. Like I, I think the aesthetic 
matches the sort of uh, gameplay me- central gameplay mechanic of the growing hole. Feels far more simplified than the, than the look of a, a game that's actually kind of pretty much about paper uh, tearaway at the PlayStation Vita series. Mm, yes. Not yes. as like paper like, but it feels more like yes. it's it's folded over into like it's not. It know. doesn't lean into that aesthetic, but like, it's it's gets like cool. creating like I, miniatures I out of good. like paper um, c- colored paper. Right. And and while, you know, it's it's a game that definitely needs more on the comedic side, uh, sort of like imagine Night Night in the Woods, but sort of like amplified uh, in terms of its like absurdity and uh, sort of just comedic timing. And also the the animal it's aesthetic to really helps talk too. About certain levels in that parallel. Well, yeah, I mean your main central character is the fucking trash raccoon, and you know it. It honestly, for a game that spent a lot of time in development, like years, like uh, about five years, um, it it's comedy, its comedic style is very pertinent to like modern day sort of harmless shit posting on things like Twitter, internet humor. Oh yeah. It, it's not, it's internet humor, but it's also not Borderlands Two internet humor. Like I went to knowyourmeme.com. Yeah, it's it's not like that. Um, oh gosh, uh, Guacamelee, or, or, or it's just like it's like, hey, remember the memes from like 2008 and 2010? It's yeah, here. And, and we recreated it in this aesthetic. It's less that and more of just tone and more of uh, like sort of of writing and dialogue. It's just it's more. Right. Like silly and kind of harmless, that those kind of things. More that that young internet um, texting humor, as all all, mm-hmm. all the kids partake in. I'm throwing away this copy. Um, all right. So <laughs> you you mentioned it's a fi- it's been in like a five year development cycle or, or, or whatnots, and yeah, I, I I was doing some research and it was it was quite fascinating to, to see like the, the evolution of Donut County because like when you think Donut County, that you think like well. This, this game only took like you know, like, a, like an hour and a half or, or, or like not even like a Marvel movie length of, of of time to complete, so to speak. No, certainly not. You, you're, you'd get through one out of Infinity Wars five arcs in the time it takes to beat Donut County. <laughs> so, yeah, it's certainly. Yeah. For a game that doesn't take too long, I think it's uh, it's perfect at what it does. I think it doesn't overstay its welcome, which a lot of funny Completely. games can. And I don't know. Like it, it's uh, it. It. It knows exactly what it's going for in terms of like sort of having the biting comedy mixed with a bit of like eccentric, uh, almost outlandish nihilism in a lot of cases. Um, and it fits that this game started as a joke on Twitter. Like it started as a Twitter gag. Yes. That is that is the origins of this game from from about 2012 from the famed uh, Twitter account Peter Molyneux, a Peter Molyneux parody. Where the guy's just like, okay, I can't do a Peter Molyneux impression. I'm going to do my best. Like, you play a hole. You must move around an environment, making certain elements fall into the correct targets at the right time. In, Don't know if in the vaguest sense, like. that's exactly what Donut County is. And exactly. That is exactly what Ben Esposito. Don't play the fucking song, I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what he sort of extrapolated on. He made this. He made a Twitter joke into an hour and a half, two hour game. That's honestly like I heard a lot of buzz about last year. It was one of the most like buzzworthy games of its of its uh, of its year. Like, you know, 2018 wasn't exactly as filled to the brim with releases like 2017, but, you know, Donut County stuck out. And I think it stuck out for 
a lot of the reasons I've just said. Yeah, there's this Vox article that, that more or less explains the history of Kanye. If, if you want to like have like a decent good read. So you already mentioned the mm -hmm. Peter Miley do tweets, but what when he went on further, the mechanism was still in place from start to finish, but the actual premise of the game was far different. Now, like if you look at it by by the end. Like you understand, it's like wow, that that is such a flip. Like you, you you're far more aware of your surroundings and what you're doing to the world <laughs> than what you did initially. Because initially, Ben Esposito just looked looked at it and was like, oh man, that's that's that's, that's that would be a cool mechanism. And also, like oh, he's a cool looking doll. He's a he's a cool look, look, look like a like a American like Native American little doll that he found off the side of the road one day. And he, he just really liked that aesthetic, and he thought it was, mm. that was really cool and all that. And it was, it was these like a Kachina dolls, I and mean, then Kachina was the original title of Donut County. And it's it's mm. actually kind of kind of interesting to, to see like what, what the thought process was at the time, because like he, he tells you how, how you, like the the only human in Donut County by the end, um, and, and, and then like the town full of animals. Like that human was, was pretty much the, the the main character of Kachina, and still is in Donut mm. County, but you still appear as like a typical young teen. But the game would be an exploration of her Hoppy heritage through her Hoppy tribe, and that, that was the whole setting. It's kind of like desert-like. It, it, it's a very similar setting to Desert um, Donut County, and you would see some of the other like animal characters start popping up here. But it's more or less just using the Hoppy culture to create a game and explore Hoppy heritage. It's 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 it, there's a lot of like uh, collar tugging when you start describing the game. But regardless, you, you'd still like <laughs> drag a hole around and then pick things up. But there was this, another like weird little thing uh, that they had in place was where if they had like a yeah. smelly area like a like like an area or a building that was emitting smells it would, it would like throughout these little like smell mm -hmm. streaks and you and you go over it and suck those up and then you would somehow like like go into the building to see what's going on and pick things up it was kind of interesting but a, a little i don't know, i don't know too absurd would be good for this <laughs> good for this but I was like this is a bit too far and get getting too far away what you want to do with the game but by the end like uh, 20 oh gosh like 2014 or 2015 he actually had, had his, about like a 50 minute like GDC talk about it how he was basically saying like like hey I fucked up I culturally appropriated a, a culture uh, the happy culture without realizing it I'm a dumb white dude who, who's working in the tech industry mm -hmm. making a video game I gotta not do this <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's good. He did that uh, sort of having a bit of introspection wouldn't kill more white people to be like that, true, to be honest. But like just had to take a step back and realize that, yeah, like celebrating a culture is fine, but sort of like, I don't know, like using it to sell a, a product, like just on the fact like, oh, it's so cool. Like this, this, this life and this religion and this aspect of of humanity that people really took a lot of stock into and think is cool. 
Oh, that's so awesome. Like, that's cool to think about, man. Buddhism, man. Like, we just want to part of our pull together our spiritual energies, man. Like, you know, that that sort of think is what leads to uh, yeah, any more misappropriation of certain cultures. And while it sounds it sounds like self-filating, like, oh, white people got to be sorry. But no, it's just like he decided, like, OK, this is mm-hmm. we're getting away from the point here. Like, I don't want this to be what my game's known for and sort of like like and, playing yeah. up to stereotypes or cer- certain aesthetics that might be stereotypes. It's like it's like if white people yeah, make guacamole. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Because the other thing that you wanted to mention was that if, um, you, it, like, the, the main point like he was trying to mention, one of the main points was like research does not equal personal experience in that manner. You could be like looking up so many things, so many mm-hmm. things about hot culture and he even said like, like the, the many books on hoppy culture are kind of bullshit in the manner of like you don't have a like person who's actually from that culture and actually actually like partakes in that culture regularly. You just have somebody who's like likely somebody who's not from that culture like try, trying to understand it, and it's like this is how I interpret it, or this is this is the hearsay I have. But right, yeah, and he was smart enough to realize that like it's not really like super great for me to be pulling these kind of things along with this game it might it might like you know sort of delineate the game itself make this game a story about hey this white mm-hmm. guy's appropriating co- like native american culture so he took it out and i think what was that like that was not yeah like 2015 is when he made that talk game, as well like conceptual when that probably. development started shifting like the, the, the seemed like the, the assets were still in place the look of it was still there but it was more about like changing up the Style and it seemed like the tone was not the same tone as you would see today of Donut County at all. But, um, mm-hmm. like Ben Esposito did an interview with VentureBeat over the phone and it was detailing some, some of like the other details about like how Donut County came to be and why donuts play such a huge part of the game. And I mean, like, even, even in uh, China, like a raccoon was, was still prominently like in. <laughs> in in the game itself but he, he was talking about like moving to LA and realizing the oddity mm. of donuts in LA like he, he was coming saying he, he's in, he's from New York so like it's it's always Dunkin Donuts or like Krispy Kreme but then he went to LA and like he was just noticing like how all these like mom and pop donut stores in particular neighborhoods still stand and represent the community like before the onslaught of gentrification and like and then like the early 2010s like begin to like slowly eat up everything and how like it's just like one of the last like vestiges of of a community in, in some way where it's just like well we, we still have uh buckeye donuts in this area it, it, it's not a uh crispy cream little boutique shop right. that they have and he and he's, he started to realize like 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 uh Donut County starts out as a humorous and obvious gentrification metaphor. Your job involves swallowing up local residents and their homes while earning money for, <laughs> for as Ben Esposito put, puts it, like uh, stupid toys and energy drinks, beanbag chairs and quadcopters. Tri- <laughs> so like the most like obvious like Silicon Alley oh, ass like bullshits. It was just like like an interesting situation where, where like him moving to LA and, and just realizing like like well, I'm making a game, and I want a game that kind of represents gentrification, but also like how to like counteract it in in, in some way. 
Right, and it doesn't celebrate it. Like, it, it's, it's, it's like you as the person controlling the giant hole that's sucking things up, like, it, it's meant to guide you through that sort of narrative of, like, well, what do you do when a lot of things are getting swallowed up by fucking shiny toys and what were you saying, like, fucking hel- beanbag chairs and quadrupters beanbag chairs and energy drinks. standing desks standing desks and fucking groupthink meetings like <laughs> it, it's yeah it's uh, a lot. meetings for your meetings yes <laughs> gotta have the pre-meeting meeting <laughs> gotta unwind so this is a bit of a longer quote from Ben but um, he was mentioning that uh, I realized Donut County needed to be about being the me in this in this situation and taking my perspective from oh hey this is really cool this neighborhood is really cheap and I can take advantage of that to understanding oh wait I need to learn about the people who live here and how their situation is mm-hmm. changing and how I reduce my impact on the culture in the community or turn it into something constructive that's when I switched it to being about these idiot raccoons who are swallowing things for prizes because it's kind of an analog to me entering LA as this tech idiot who's making games and who ended up making lots of money, getting a job out here. I feel that I was well positioned to talk about that. And another little like, like interesting tidbit was he was actually a developer on uh, Giant Sparrow, like a developer there who uh, made the Unfinished Swan. And a lot more recently, um, the... Oh gosh, what was that? Um, Edith Finch. What is the rest of the term? What, what remains, remains of Edith Finch? Finch? Yes, so those are another, uh, I believe, uh, Giant Sparrow games. I see. But uh, you was mentioning that... The, the, yeah, I, I actually saw... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, was, Ben goes on saying that there, like with this game, there's like these conflict of two pers- perspectives on in this game. You have the townspeople literally being uproot, uprooted, and then you have the literally the gamified gentrification that that's supposed to be fun and rewarding. Right, and, and, and that, like, it's sort of, like I said before, celebrating it a little bit, but not actually celebrating mm-hmm. it. It's just, it's sort of just painting a weird, weird window about things. I found out that Ben Esposito, uh, actually, he they, he made the fake uh, first-person shooter that was actually, like, an Anamanaguchi album. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, it was called Capsule Silence 24. Uh, it was like a first-person exploration game with a bunch of different like weird shit, and it's like it was actually like in the game's files was an Anamanaguchi album, like a whole thing. It was just an elaborate sort of stunt by Anamanaguchi oh, and Ben Esposito, like designed every all the every visual thing about Which it. Which album really. was it? Um, I mean, it, the album is called Capsule Science oh, Twenty Four. Like, it's not it's not an official. Anamanaguchi release. Okay. Like, it's just this weird thing they did. It's like, a, it's a, just a weird joke. Was that before or after they sent uh, Pizza to the Space? That was probably right after that era. Okay. You know, All right. like, uh, Pizza in the Space. The Endless Fantasy uh, era. Hatsunamiku yeah. collaboration. No, uh, this is post, post Endless Fantasy. Post Endless, okay. like when they're col- collaborating with Anamana, uh, with, uh, with Hatsunamiku. Jesus. Like, they, they've, that's, They've had a weird history in the last five years. I think they're having an actual like traditional album come out this year, but it's been an interesting five years for Anamanaguchi. For, for I kind of sure. forgot about them, and uh, it, it, it felt like they released endless fantasy, and it's, it's like I wonder what they're gonna do next. So it's like a bunch of weird videos, and that's well, it. They also did like a little before that. A little before that, they did do the Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Right, the game right. And I was like, it's like it's like hey, it's here. Um, so it's you know, cool. they were they were riding high for a bit. They're riding riding high for a pretty decent while, but. I don't know. Maybe they're just 
taking it quiet before they have some big stuff. I mean, you know, I was into the Proto Men, and they don't really do too, too much these days besides mm-hmm. tour. It's kind of the same same idea. I know Anamanaguchi tours a lot, usually as the backup band for Tatsune Miku, which I, I bet is a lucrative <laughs> gig. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I bet that is actually a lucrative uh, thing for them, for sure. I, I should look up when uh, Hatsumi Miku is uh, coming to Pittsburgh. Uh... How far away is Pittsburgh from like New York City? Uh, like, like a seven-hour seven drive. Hours, seven. Because the they pretty much Miku, what I gather, comes to America every two years, and it's always in New York. I, mm. Don't know if you'll. She's uh, literally a hologram. That, like, it's so easy to just just like pull out that like USB uh, key yeah, and put I, it in. I bet it's. Uh. I bet it's. I bet it's more complicated than just launching a fucking program in VLC. <sighs> I mean, if you think VR rooms are fucking difficult to put up with all the sensors and stuff, imagine having like a full functioning, like interacts with physical things hologram. Well, that's why we have the Oculus Quest, so we can take our robot wife with us. Exactly. Now I have a Hatsune Miku wherever I want to go. I can just go to the grocery store and be with Hatsune Miku <laughs> and not see any the rest of my world. So that's my see. That's my idea for the next Oculus is you have a little hatch in the front that you can just unflip like yeah. a visor and now you can see now you can see there you go now you can see right, right in front of you so you can have like a, a weird ar fucking like it's a it's a hybrid ar vr <laughs> but <laughs> i wonder if something like donut county would work in vr though like if you could just float around at instead of it being the isometric view you're just flying around in first person like sort of like you would make the hole out of your hands. Oh, if or one something. of the go controllers or move controllers, just use that and, it, and you just look exactly. around. Exactly, you can feel like you can feel like a mad god. I mean, yeah, that can you work. You feel like a mad god, just yeah. like creating a giant hole out of your like your like a, like a force like a force. I mean, super hot VR sounds dumb as hell, but when I we know. actually look at it, it's just like, oh no, this is actually really this works good in practice. It actually works out pretty well. Limited. So, I don't know. I don't know. could pull that aspect of it. And I want to say at this point, Donut County is on everything. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it, there were holdouts on Xbox and Switch for a bit, but it came out like in the winter Yeah, December time. of uh, that year. And it's on phones now. Like, it's Donut County is on everything. I think it's like $4. Probably so, $4 on like phones, but like, it, it's, it's, it's probably like for that. 10 on like uh, traditional consoles. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I, 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 I want to see more from Ben Esposito in this world. I don't know if it's like the... If it's at more Donut County, I kind of doubt it. But I mean, it did get moderate buzz. So, were there any were there any spots in Donut County that stuck out to you the most? For me, like any oh levels? gosh, like a like a, like I mentioned earlier, like and you mentioned earlier, like uh, before the recording, that like, these levels are just so tremendously short, and also like every, it just it just hinges on on so many like jokes, or, or, or like this ones that's like mm-hmm. okay, get these two bunnies together, and then. You start hearing the, the this thud and another thud and another thud and then all, the, all these hearts like coming out and so right. it's like, oh these robots are fucking that's why that that's why this hole's getting bigger even though that doesn't make any sense like how, how all these like babies right. started like popping out so 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 quickly and, and like it's just two people two two rabbits like you can't you can't create create that much mass so whatever it's it, it's a video game never mind it's a fun video gamey like humor like just. Dumb joke. Yeah, but for sure it was. Uh, um, and we were, yeah. we were, me and uh, me and Rubber were talking a little before the show, and these don't count as levels because you don't play in them. They're just interstitials, like between levels. But 
the campfire that uh, all the people who get swallowed up by the hole just go uh, go around like between the levels. I don't know. I find that pretty endearing, and they always they always just have dumb like silly conversations, all spearheaded by BK, the the trash panda or the, the trash, trash raccoon, raccoon who's who's like completely in so. denial. He's like, I did I did nothing wrong. How dare you all? You bastards. Yeah, like, it was actually like really neat to you just see them like every character has their story about what they're doing before they order their donuts. And that's everything that it all hinges on. Like mm-hmm. there's this new donut app for from the donut shop they use to deliver donuts and they got the donut yeah. hole. There you go. There you go. I'll, <laughs> I'll take my bow. It's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and uh, and you were talking also about the the mansion with the quadcopter at the end, like the the the, the most I'd say video gamey part is, of the game. You got the boss fight. You got you got an antagonist. You you, you got like a, a level with, with multiple parts to it, and it's, it's actually kind of like longer than like five minutes or longer than two minutes. Gameplay based objectives and health bars. So yeah, I mean that that was pretty pretty cool. I, and I also just like the. Silly design of the quadcopter, and when you would just like blow <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like another like interesting tidbit about about that like final level is, is I never realized it because like I maybe it's just like a you know like point in my favor, but like I never realized like when you actually lose um, the, the lose at the boss fight, <laughs> it gives you this. It's like another scene where it's just like oh game over, and you just see like BK and the and the human just just like it's like well. We lost, and you're like it was like a complete like like meta <laughs> moment where like the camera would just pan out of this TV from like your gameplay, and it would just say game over, and it was just like it's like odd meta moments. It's like oh, I I guess there is fail states in this game. Yeah, yeah, it's a game that really doesn't make you think like that's the case, but <laughs> it's it's funny that he put one yeah, in there. But um, the, the final level, it, it, it just adds so much. Um, that, that you've already been experiencing, like, like using the snake, using the catapult mechanic in, in the hole, and using the bunnies as well. There, there, there's just so many different aspects of it. It's it, it just like it's such a good concluding level to actually play in because like, it, it adds so much, and, and then mm-hmm. it actually adds like a, like a boss fight at the end. And it, it kind of reminds me a lot like a transist, transistor at the at the very end because. At the very end of that hmm. game, kind of spoilers, but you're facing off someone who who has pretty much the exact same powers as you, who, who can mod their, their, their own like different um, sets of of skills and, and, and different ways that they can um, yeah use their abilities. But it, it was such, such, such a fascinating fight too because it's, it's like oh wow that, this is really cool it's like, oh it's over. <laughs> Where like you're hoping there's more of that of that or you're you're we're like. I, I, I guess you can say like you're, you're like you're like playing blood bloodborne or like a dark souls type and you're facing off against like another um another hunter so to speak and, and you're fighting off against them but this, but they, they have they have the same like it, it's kind of like a mirror match in, in a way and then where it's like it's, it's a fair fight because they have the same skills as you but you just don't know what they're gonna do next mm. yeah it's it's it all harkens back to that Zelda 2 thing, man. Of like Dark Link, like fighting yourself, like that, and having that in a game <sighs> in that kind yeah. of way. Yeah, I mean, maybe Zelda 2 is not the best example, but uh, you're right. That's you're always right. it's always interesting when you have this game and just like Transistor, where you think you're just like the hottest shit in the world, and then somebody who's like just like you uh, comes right 
comes up and, and shows you what's what. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, a, it's like playing like a, like an RPG of some or, or like Borderlands is on my mind. So like you 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 have this <laughs> character who can throw out turrets, and then you're facing off another character. You're like you're playing as Roland, and you're throwing out your turret, and you notice like a, like an engineer Crimson Lance also throws out their own turret, and it's just like oh fuck, they have this too. Right, like we're not, you're not like so unique, you're not so special that like nobody else can have this kind of special thing either. Like, yes, turrets would definitely exist on other people, not just Roland and Axton. <laughs> and I'll also just to touch on the last level again with all the holes, like I, this game's very good about color and lighting for such a simplistic style. You know, kind of harkening back to that PS One early 3D era. Like, I find just the uh, entire aesthetic very charming and very like. Like, you know all the yellows and oranges and dark browns it it, it it's really cool. it, 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 the game's really good at, at at diversifying its levels in the, at least that kind of way where most of them don't seem samey at all and also like you can clearly distinguish what you kind of need to do or what you can interact with because of the colors like, here's a beach here's a here's a highway here's like here's a, a campfire kitchen, you know yeah campfire here's like a palace you know with all these hollywood lights looking here's a crowded highway Exactly. Like, the game does a great job of, of of having that varied art style with the limited resources. And I think that's something that people can get away from these days because technology with terms of uh, graphics and modeling and textures comes such a long way that it's, uh, you know, you want to make something look distinct and shiny and vibrant, but it all kind of seems kind of samey. Where uh, a lot of these sort of PS1 aesthetic, I, I don't want to say just PS1, but like early intentionally like garish 3d intentional like origami uh, looks to it exactly exactly it it can lead to a lot more of an impactful style and i think donut county does just that oh yeah it it totally feels like something that's like oh this was a ps1 game of some sort that was just like remastered or or like got that um activision like a crash bandicoot or spyro treatment it's just like holy shit this looks gorgeous and now it's remade or or like Katamari Damashi, yeah, you know the game that that is its uh, inverse inspiration, as it were. Like, yeah, it, 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 a lot of the sort of weird palettes and mm-hmm. and like faceless humans, but like still kind of emoting in some ways. Like a lot of like physical comedy actions uh, is is seen in this game as much as it was seen in Katamari. That was actually another little detail I I picked up on from um, from Ben because initially, like an interesting aspect of mm-hmm. Donut County are its physics. And it's part of the reason why it stands out because like Esposito notes each object has its own gravity because if you actually have a kind of like settle in reality, larger objects realistically fall slower, much slower than smaller ones. And how ha- mm-hmm. having that slow reaction to gravity would not have that same satisfaction so like like it's it's a quirky puzzler, not not necessarily like like a serious simulation. God, ah, so uh, the the last point I wanted to mention was like in in an ironic sense, Donut County's development started off kind of like 
gentrification in a manner where, where like you're removing the people from the culture and propping up the culture to make white dude art but the the game ended up as more of like a condom mm-hmm. condemnation of gentrification so i thought that was interesting yeah i based on based on your sort of history lesson of it yeah it seems like it's a part of donut county's journey is like a guy realizing that you know uh, having these ideas and learning about things like it there's a proper way to express and i think he discovered just that right right yeah so good on him so like are there any other levels that like stand out to you because like that, that campfire like an interstitial to just to just to bridge different levels that Right, right. So I guess that doesn't count as one, but I, it would be cribbing, I guess, too much off of yours to talk about more of the, the palace at the end, the, the, the mm-hmm. sort of castle looking thing. But I mean, even, even simple stuff like just the farm, it's an easy it's an easy way to show just how fucking crazy big the whole stuff can get. Um, like with all like sucking up all the silos and even the barn at some point, like it, it just yeah, playing with the physics in uh, there is really yeah. fun. And again, it uses a lot of a lot of orange and yellow like a lot of hot, warm colors that's uh, good yeah to have backdrops and like all those trees like yeah it, it's it's really good yeah like, i think like that was the level that, that introduced the catapult to it the, the, the catapult upgrade so you can just dump that yep. thing in and just shoot back out it's usually like specific items like like the egg for example or, or or a frog in another level or you want to pull the lever on the barn yeah yeah like sir uh, you can use that to sort of like flip it on its side to suck it up like it's it's really cool yeah, the game definitely surprises you in, in some cases. It's like, oh, I, I didn't know I can do that. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, we want to introduce um, liquids and, and, and like filling the hole, and you can have like different um, objects or animals interact with it. It was always I, I, like you you would think that this is a game is so simple. It's like how can you get like a, like a multiple levels out of it or like different mechanics. Because like you think it would just, yeah. it just get so dry really quickly, but it, 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 like it's more of a testament it to works out. its design. Where it's just like, well, yeah, it's an hour, but it's it's going to be a damn fine, a good hour, right? And it's also it it's a, it doesn't overstay its welcome, like you said. Like it's just it's just an hour. Like it, it does a great job of knowing when to really hold back and knowing when to put a puts a you know period on things, put a punctuation mark on. Like it's you know. Yeah, because a lot of games are just so super bloated and like will last way too long. I would say the welcome by multiple magnitudes. Having a nice sort of like hour and a half, two hour game is fine. I, I really like that. It mm-hmm. makes it so that it's it's you know I it adds to the replayability because I feel like I can get more out of it if I try it again or you know like it it does a really good job of not. It's, it's far more of the the journey variety. Journey the the game the PS4 game, three game. Yeah, what what, what other journey were you thinking of? I thought were, you were meant the concept of. of the I thought you meant like the concept of journeys, like of of <laughs> of like I don't know heroic adventures, but yeah, Journey was also a game that that was like four or five hours long, if that. So, uh, I think it's more like two or three. It felt like, but it's still like a, like an experience you 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 experience in an, in, an, in like a night, right? You want to put a bow on this here <laughs> podcast, Robert, before you make me Might talk as well. about we're, Goku we're again? Running, we're, running, uh, we're running low on, on tape here because we're getting to the um, where the, the end fuck of our are rope, we going with this? Yes, yes. I mean, we're about to be swallowed up by the giant hole that is dead silence on a podcast. 
Uh, even worse, uh, the giant uh, abyss that is um, talking about Dragon Ball for no reason at all. I mean, hey, I could, I'm here whenever you need me. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, speaking of being here whenever you need me, um, what are your plugging? Oh, God. If you only need me once a week, then I have a great podcast for you. It is PNB. Uh, PNB is the original, the freeform sort of conversational game podcast hosted by Kayla Zumba, uh, mostly featuring me, uh, Robert and TL. Oh, this week's this episode will have will not have Robert Beach. So if, uh, for the first time in a while, actually, I know I think you were just out of town. Oh, I, you had so much fun not being on that podcast <laughs> based on your message you sent us. So, uh, Wait, yeah. Was, so was you the one to, where I sent the message saying, it's like, I, I got to go pee in a cup. Was uh, it that day? It was either that or something about like some, uh, somebody's sister or something. Oh, I don't Jesus. No, no, no. It was, it was all. Yep. That, exactly. Yeah. So it's all part. Of, it's all Never wrapped mind. into that. Never so. mind. Forget everything. Race but it. me and me and Kayla and TL have ten, tantalizing conversations about loot boxes and uh very very astute conversations about modern trends and honestly i don't even think i talk about dragon ball that much robert you enable me that's what happens I mean, it's all of. you you're the reason you're the reason i talk about you just poke me you don't even know too it's, much it, about it seems it. like, like, like every wrestling. every month there's some like new just, dragon ball shit going on and you, just, like you just poke me on my side like tell me about xeno goku <laughs> and then i have to talk about xeno goku and you know what happens? I start talking about Dragon Ball again. When you talk about how big between that and TL starting to the, between that and TL starting to get good at Dragon Ball Fighters, like you guys are just feeding me. You guys are <laughs> throwing bait at me, and I'm just biting. I'm just biting away. Uh, can't stop me. Uh, but no, if you want to uh, support this here podcast or even any of the other podcasts I've talked about, go to Patreon.com/PNB. Throw us a few bucks. Throw us a few shekels. We're kind of revamping what we want to do with uh, the patron content um so if you want to stay tuned to hear all about that patreon.com slash pnb is gonna be your place to go yeah and one more thing Other than that, i think i yeah, am good you're all set there um yeah pnb like it's been a couple more bi-weekly our, our schedules haven't been lining up and some people are trying to edit a film short too i i guess you can call that <laughs> well a i mean we so, only missed one hmm. see I mean, to be honest, we've only missed one PNB oh. in like a few months. Honest, like when you go back on it, I mean, we we skipped like two weeks ago, but now we're ahead. We're we're back ahead again. There's going to be a PNB tonight. So. Pulling the laser time. By the yeah. time you're listening to this, you'll have PNB. <laughs> yeah, I no, kind of. That's that's all I got, Robert. If you want to watch my YouTube video about Super Mario Maker that Robert alluded to earlier, uh, just look up Dylan Tierney on YouTube. I gotta have a name. I gotta have a like and subscribe to Dill Tilney. D Dill T Gamer or like, I mean my initials are DMT, but I mean I think people are gonna go to my account or something different and call my account DMT. DMT Gamer. So DMT Gaming. Welcome to DMT Gaming. I'm gonna fucking die. Uh, Joe Rogan's favorite podcast. The favorite footage ends when I the the footage the footage ends when I put a fucking sword through my gut. Be sure to like smash that like button, otherwise I might fucking explode a head collar. I, I forget. It. So if you want to check out any of that, you, your middle name's Maurice, right? <laughs> 
Maurice? What are you talking about? It's Michael. It's everyone. Your middle name. Everybody's. Oh, fuck, it's the, Michael. Michael's the most common middle name. Maurice? What? I, I would have guessed Matt as you, my second you, choice. You, you, know, you should have guessed like Milford or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> or like Math- Matthias or like Michelangelo. Milford's a town. I lived there for like eight months. Or like, yeah, God. <laughs> Malfoy. <laughs> no, if you look up Dylan Tierney Super Mario Maker, I bet you'll find it because not a lot of Dylan Tierneys are making Super Mario Maker videos. Most of them are like weird acoustic emo rock. Uh, it's very strange. I, I, it's not me either. But you're also Other, into that, though. No, I'm not into acoustic emo rock. Come on, Robert. <laughs> you take, what do you take me for? What do you take me for? Uh, no, that we appreciate all your little supports that you can throw our way. Retweets and likes even, you know. I'll keep an eye on those because... I run the Twitter, so yeah, that about does it for me, Robert. Bring her home. What's a song? Bring Name a song in Donut County. Name a song. I'm not well, because the soundtrack's not, actually pretty mm. good. I'm not going to name anything. I just want you to sit back and relax to this dope ass quack. Very nice. Yeah, that's right. I'm into this shit, man. It's fucking great. This sounds like Splatoon music, so you know I already know I'm in. Instead of except mm-hmm. instead of like pop, it's more just like fucking club EDM. I, I literally bought the bought the soundtrack like <laughs> like a half hour before we got on here. <laughs> Tune in the next episode for Kachina.